Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and unfortunately, Eric and Lily are both at Coachella this weekend, so it's up to me to write my own intros again, so I'm going to give it a try. Uh, So, hi. Um, I feel good. Uh, I want to talk about music and drinks, and it's fun. Why didn't you just have ChatGPT do it again? What the fuck? (laughs) Because they keep telling me that I'm racist. So, yeah. Um, I think they're just projecting, honestly. But please enjoy responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found someone sharing her work on the William Shatner fanfic Discord and asked if she'd like to host a podcast with me. And she is... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. You sound upset about that. I really enjoyed your slash fic. You know, when, when, you, when you forget where you go in certain moments of your life and someone reminds you... It gets confusing. You know, I, I don't remember being there. But if you say so, if that's where you found me, I'll go with it. And longtime fans of the show may recognize today's guest. He's the founding member of a prolific L.A. rock duo called Mating Ritual, which he helms with his brother Taylor. After an astounding five albums in five years, one of which we covered on the show, they amassed a claim from Stereo Gum, Consequence, Billboard, and many more. But that amount of output can really drain your tank. He moved to London where he enlisted the help of producer Chris Zane, who lent his talents to the indomitable Passion Pit and The Walkman to help him tease out his debut solo album. We've already gotten a taste of it in the propulsive slip away, and we're about to get our second with a song dropping June 2nd that you may or may not get a little taste of on today's show. Tunes and Tumblers fan, please welcome Ryan Lahan back to the pod. Thanks for having me. Sorry it took so long to get all of that out of my mouth. And you're here in the actual studio. Yeah. And you know what? Sorry we didn't have a pool for you to just chill in this time. Uh, that's okay. I'm going to go back to the pool in a week. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to overheat out there. Actually, it's not take even us hot with yet. You. Yeah, I'm going to Coachella next weekend. Oh, never mind. Don't take me with you. I actually don't really want to go. I kind of weaseled my way in. Nobody really wants to go. They just go because they feel like they need to be seen. That's not why I'm going. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go in the pool. And there happens to be a major festival mm. right down the street. I don't know why Lily and Eric are there. I think they're just avoiding their responsibilities here. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It checks out. I will, I, will, I will say I'm excited to see Jay Paul, but that's pretty <gasps> that's much right. it. Has mm. he done anything since the leak? Yeah, he put out two songs, like two proper songs. Oh, really? They're so he good. has actual that's release music. That's like nothing music. to your five albums. Yeah, he's done like <laughs> a, t- 13 songs in 14 years. Oh. So. He he's a he's a real struggling artist. We'll get another one this year. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm I'm actually really excited. When if you write that well, you don't have to write a lot. <laughs> if you Thanks. don't know, if you don't know Jay Paul, you got to listen to the leak. It was probably the best album of 2010. Is yeah. That, yeah. Is one of those years. One of those one of those years in the deep distant past. And speaking of which, I actually want to be able to taste a drink today. So we should get this show on the road. What has everyone been listening to lately? Let well, me look up my phone real quick. Well. I'll go first. So I've been listening to Cool Whip by Bellot, which she's a North uh, North London alt-pop artist. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Uh, and she's got like this really kind of quirky, awkward, funky kind, not funky. Funky is the wrong word. Quirky, awkward is perfect. Uh, and it's basically about being in a relationship with someone who initially seems like they give a shit and they want to do a lot for you. Uh and they're like super generous, but then down the line, you re- you realize that every gift or gesture was just a cover up for bad behavior. 
little love bombing. Hi, I'm Kaylin. Mm, minor is, love this bombing. Is, this is unfortunately like how I operate. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of my future partners, but I, I do like to be very generous. But also, you gotta throw them I off the am track. kind of, I kind of have a lot of bad behavior. Sure. Mm. Mm. Anyway, the the other song I've been listening to a lot lately. <laughs> We're not going very far away it's, from that it's, one. It's, it's called "I Am Really Needy," and it's <laughs> oh no, actually, it's called "Borderline Insane." Oh my god! <laughs> so We're getting I was better. Close. I was close. Uh, by Matilda Mann and Spill Tab. Uh, they decided to blend their indie pop backgrounds. And it's basically about the times when you don't know what to wear for a date and everything just looks bad and looks wrong and you feel like you look insane and you're going crazy and you've overthought the whole thing and you're not even trying to overthink it, but it just happens. It's it's yeah, Uh, they basically just want it to be an upbeat, fun, crazy song to put on while you're getting ready for your day because, you know, why not be insane together? Yeah. And have a borderline breakdown while you're picking out your outfit. Hell yeah. All right. Should I go next? Yeah, you go. I'll go next. So I've been listening to the new album by L. King, who Ooh. everyone might know as Rob oh, Schneider's daughter. I haven't daughter. listened to it yet. Oh, I don't know if you'd like it because you don't like country music. Do you like country music? Who the fuck said I don't like country music? Wait, I just have I this have opinion. I have a whole playlist where I've got like all my favorite country songs of all time. Did she go and full I country? I listen to it a lot. She went okay. full country. This album is called Come Get Your Wife. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you know she's infinitely more talented than her father in my opinion um mm-hmm. and you know uh, listeners who are under 30 she was famous back in 2015 for a song called x's and o's she's always had kind of this like rootsy vibe to her but she has gone full-blown country she had that hit drunk and i don't want to go home with miranda lambert i think like two years ago and then she's like fuck it i'm just gonna do a whole album is it like chicks vibe country or is it more like no, not not like that pop. Like it's more rootsy. Like if you mm. know Ashley McBride, like that's kind mm. of that's kind of the direction. Um, so it's tight. like one thing I'll say: it's earnest, it's sincere, it's full of acoustic hooks, sweeping choruses, and there's some gospel in there. She loves her freaking banjo, so she's she's got that in spades. Um, highlights: I would say Ohio, Love Gone By, Try Jesus, of course, Drunken. I don't want to go home. Maybe but I the don't want to try Jesus. Well, I mean, the whole point is like she keeps making mistakes in her life and she's like, fuck it. The only thing I haven't tried is Jesus. So, <laughs> All right. There yeah, you go. Yeah. I like that. Honestly, anyone with a taste for a little twang in their music diet, this has been my favorite country album of the year by far. Go check it out. Yeah, I'm done. Ryan, what have you been listening to? I didn't prepare anything because I totally forgot we did this part of it. <laughs> you haven't been listening to any music this past week? Not really. Damn. I've been listening to a lot of Lakers podcasts. Oh, oh we can put that on the playlist. Yeah. Fi- fuck yeah. It. Lakers film room. No, I have been listening to music. I've been listening a lot to the 2021 album. I think it's, what's it called? It's by a mill and the sniffers. Uh, it's called comfort to me with the song hurts is my favorite. Mm. But I'm being honest, I haven't paid attention to the lyrics at all, so I can't even think about what they are. We don't always have to pay attention to the lyrics of songs. Sometimes you can just jam out to something that's totally obscene and not even realize it, and that's okay. I think it's about her wanting to fuck people in the car. That's, that's <laughs> all, There you go. That's all I, that's all I picked up. <laughs> but most of the music... It sounds like teenage years. Yeah, I don't think she's a teenager. I think she's like in her late 30s. You can still fuck people in your car in your 30s. Yeah, it's you not, can. That's, that's not it's, something that you age out of. I think I personally think it's just nostalgic. It is nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to add one more thing to this. I just listened to the new Post Malone single, Chemical. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is so, so good. good. It is really good. I've listened to it almost as many times as the new album by Waterparks. Well, that's because we went to the album release party for Waterparks last night, and I think they played it 10 times while we were there. Well, you were there, yeah, but I was there for two they hours their before you. album 10 times? Oh, yeah. yeah it was like for a... their release party. They just <laughs> played it on a loop. Oh, yeah. They have All those, like little, those like, little models that you can, like, like oh, little yeah, faceless the, models. Oh, the yeah. Art, the art class, you know, the, the figure yeah, yeah. drawing, little wood Yeah, but they're all doing, people. like, sexual positions. Where was the party at? Oh, uh, downtown 11th somewhere. Street. Yeah. Is it was at cool. some, 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 some shack? Some, some space. Some nice shack. Yeah, some space. Yeah. Some space. It was right behind a, 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 a gas station. That's what That's, those are It's the perfect that. spot. Yeah. Yeah, right behind that gas station. Okay, I have a couple more songs. <laughs> Do it. Uh, I actually haven't, this is really easy, because I haven't been listening to music with uh, lyrics at all, because every spring, as soon as it starts getting warm, I'm a very cyclical listener, and it's now Bossa Nova season. Mm. it's bossa nova and it's like 
just kind of summery, deserty feeling stuff. So flamingosis must be up in there. N- not really. I, I checked that out. I've been listening to a lot of Herb Alpert and the Tijuana okay. Brass, which yeah, isn't. I've, I've been noticing yeah. that. I do have the the vinyl. How with do you the notice girl that? In, because I follow you on Instagram. Do I post what I listen to on Instagram? You no, you post like a song with it sometimes, oh, and yes, you've I done do. it like five times. Oh, I like. I was Jer- like, yeah. this guy like really likes this this band. Yeah, Jerusalem by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. He actually mm. is Herb Alpert is the A in A and M Records. Hmm. Oh wow! So he's like, I mean, okay, I don't even know if he's live anymore. But all his records, most of them were just all covers of pop hits, but like instrumental with his like Mexican brass band. And That's perfect. It's really cool. It feels like you're in a pool in Joshua Tree. Uh, I've been listening to that a lot, and I've been listening to uh, Nation of Languages new stuff. Back to Herb Alpert, I actually have one of their vinyl records, and it's a woman with whipped cream all over the place. Yeah. And it's one of my faves. It's great. Mm. I think I got it from my grandparents. Or do you like the music, too? Um... We'll get back to you on that. (laughs) But listeners, if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, we have a Spotify playlist just for this. It's called YBLT. It stands for what have you been listening to? But we really like BLTs. So that's all we focus on. Yum, yum, yum. 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 You'll know it if you find a sandwich on the cover or a burger. I've been doing burgers a lot recently because I'm doing some weird shit. I've been doing some really weird shit. But all you need to know is that we listen to really weird shit. Me, Eric... Kaylin, Drew, and Lily, the lot of us, it, it just turns into a giant like hurricane soup of music. And you know what? It's always the vibe. So go check it out. And if you are an artist who wants like people to listen to your music, send it to us. Drop into our DMs. We love putting new and emerging artists onto our playlist. And we so love hit when people up. hit us up in our DMs. Yeah. Slide into our DMs. We are soliciting sliding into DMs. What are we soliciting? No, we are asking people <laughs> burger to picks. Burger picks. Oh, send, not feet picks, but burger picks. Send, send burgers. Send burgers. Send send your send your BLTs. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, now we're, we've come to everyone's favorite part of the show. Let's slide into the bar. But first, Ryan, did you bring something to show us to get into the bar? Your ID, and it can't be. Oh shit! It cannot be Thor's oh, no. did hammer. Did you leave your ID or, at home? No, I have the worst ID photo of all time. It's great. Yes. It cannot be Thor's hammer or a bottle of oh, sun tanning shit. lotion. Oh, I forgot I had I forgot I was supposed to do that. Okay. It's not my actual ID then. That's not the point. I know. I'm forgetting. I forgot I had to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> you forgot everything. Have you been on this show before? I think yeah. you I have been like, on the show I f- before. I feel like you haven't been on the show before. I had now. a really, really, really long week. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain isn't working. Well, to be fair, I, I do know something about you that you can show that you do have with you is you have a sunglasses collection. I that's pretty cl- insane. Yeah, we'll go with that today. Uh, I have about, I don't know, probably 60, 70 pairs of sunglasses. Jesus Christ. Uh, are they all like expensive ones or are they just like whatever? It's all over the place. I have some really, really, like I have some Alexander McQueen's, I have some Prada's and some Gucci's, but these are UV 400 protections. <laughs> can you look straight into the sun with them? Yeah. Wow. Can 400, you, baby. Can you, can you can you see the uh, the eclipse when it happens in those or is that still dangerous? I'm sure you could if you tried hard enough. <laughs> yeah, Kaylin, go for it. Let us know how it yeah, goes. Yeah, you can borrow these. But no, <laughs> I, so these are, I don't know where I got these. Oh, I got these at a, that, it's like it's one of those stupid thrift stores with a pun for a name on La Brea. And it's, uh, I like them because they look like something. Like out of the closet? Yeah, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like. They remind me of something a rapper would wear. Mm. I have some that are similar, but a little bit shorter, and sure. they've got like an orange lens to them. Yeah, my head's too big for short ones, like the like the hip, like the Gen Z ones, the really like. Yeah, the Matri- I don't like wearing. Yeah, them I don't like those Matrix ass looking things. Mm. My brother can that, pull it off. They're not that small. I These have them over not. there. We'll 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 see what they look like. They're just slightly smaller. Yeah. Well, I, it's a good thing that our bouncer has just been listening to "Sunglasses at Night" by Corey Hart on a loop, <laughs> so he really and loves also, this. I wear glasses by mating ritual. Oh, that's true. I want to leave. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not having any fun. (laughs) Well, I guess that worked because we're in. Welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar for real this time, Ryan. Yeah. We are in the process of installing a swim up bar, but the health department has been sending us some pretty nasty emails about coding and cleaning and blah, blah, blah. So uh, come back in a couple of years and we should be ready. And in the meantime, because Eric is still gone, I'm going to have to introduce what we are listening to on the jukebox again. Today, we are listening to Where Did the Love Go? by Ryan Ritual from his debut album, The Weight of Love, out September 15th. 
I really Wait, like can his... we can we actually play the rap horn now, Anthony? He didn't give me the rap horn. But you have like me you saying have a rap ham. horn, though, right? Yeah, he didn't give me the rap okay, horn. Okay, Drew basically gave Anthony the the deck of um sound effects. Yeah, and he re- he missed the rap horn, but he did get me saying ham. <laughs> Let me turn that up. Let's try that again. Ham. There it yeah. is. So that's me saying ham. So that's that's the good stuff. Anyway, I really like this song as a counterpoint to Slip Away. Slip Away is really propulsive. It really gets you going. But then this song, it kind of brings it down a little bit. There's a little more heft to it. You get the emotionality. And it, I think it's just like a really... I, I mean, we haven't heard much of the album yet. But I think that there is this 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 breadth there. This um, uh, What's the word for it, Kaylin? This range that I think is going to be like really, really good coming out of this. So I hope that we can talk more about that in a minute but we need a drink yes we do for the weight of love do you have a weighty drink for us actually it's not weighty it's quite light oh Uh, damn i've decided to actually do a a fizz so we've got gin lemon juice simple syrup and egg white because you can't have that frothy fun without it um and then i topped it with the tonic water but before we start with that because your album is, you know, about love lost and missing, you know, the things that that life really was that were special. I wanted to bring in something that is very special and evokes sensations that are similar to love, um, you know, because it it heightens your senses and it's got rich, intense emotions. And, you know, we want to have this this experience together before we get started. So we're going to start this out with some caviar, y'all. Hey. So what you do is you never want to use like a metal spoon or anything, but you basically scoop it with your you know, mother of pearl or whatever. And you put it on your palm closer to your I've done that thumb before. knuckle. Mm. Oh, wait. So so this is like tequila shots kind of. Uh, it's caviar shots. Tequila shots are much cheaper, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> Depends on the kind you get in the bar talk, that you're at. Talk to the fish. <laughs> Anthony, here you go. Uh, can you put it on my, my hand? My hand. Ham. Ham. So tell All me right. again, how do we do this? You eat it. You eat it and then you drink. There it is. Eat it, then drink. I mean, you don't have to Cheers. drink right away. Cheers. You can enjoy the flavors. Mm. Enjoy That's the nice. texture popping. Oh, in your that mouth. was good. Yeah. It's a little bit salty, a little bit fishy. Mm. Mm. And then you go for the gin fizz. And oh, what I did wow. was I actually put a shard of ice on top because mm. love is kind of painful. And, you know, yeah. the, the ice will hit your teeth. <laughs> I hate to burst your beautiful soliloquy. But my album is actually not about love lost. Oh, it's about deep loneliness of living by yourself. I mean, mm. your your description in your um, press release doesn't say that. But. Yes, it does. It says so much more. I think you saw you you saw so much so more. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Here we I go. mean, honestly, so, always. Like I'm I'm constantly looking to those things that bring us happiness, and yeah. it's not even just love. It's it's you know this this life that we were living before things shut down. Sure. You know the ability to share you know something off of your hand yeah, and yeah. lick your hand literally with with strangers i never stopped licking hands is a big thing to me and and i liked the it wasn't so much about like love loss that was that's kind of a basic way of looking at it but what i got from it is more like the loss of things that you used to like to do Mm -hmm. that's loss of a lust for life kind of yeah yeah loss of lust for life there you go that's yeah i'm not saying you lost love for somebody i'm just saying well you love you miss you miss the things you loved before of course I was just, I just, this is just apt, like, I just, I did a breakup record at the end of Mating Ritual, and this is not another breakup record, and Love Lost records kind of sa- seem like it's about a breakup, and this isn't. Definitely not. It's more of like, because even the song, Where Did Love Go, it's not about, has no, it's, it's what you're talking about now, it has nothing to do yeah. with the love for another human. You know I'm not great with words, Anthony's the wordsmith here, I'm just great at making moods. Remember my intro? Drink good, like music. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Never mind. I it's take beautiful. that all back. Lily, come home. <laughs> Baby, come back. Mm. Did she see Blink-182 last night? Probably. Actually, you, I think she's interviewing a band that we talked to a few weeks ago at a roller rink. Oh, yeah. She's, she's doing roller skating with 
the hails. Yeah. That's cool. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that I made a gin fizz here. And there was actually a study done recently uh, <laughs> that people who like bitter foods and drinks are more likely to exhibit <laughs> uh, psychopathic, antisocial, and sadistic personality traits. Sounds oh, yeah. like this person was a little bitter when they wrote it. <laughs> I mean, they they actually took a lot of different uh, people. There were um, total a total of almost a thousand people that they that they did the research study on. So, you know, that means that at least a few in a thousand people are psychopaths. Not, not, not the type of people we want to be around all the time. Can I have more caviar in my hand, please? Yeah. We need more caviar on hands. More caviar. Mm, oh, uh oh, okay. that's for, that's why for the dogs. Wait, why aren't the dogs here? I'll oh take goodness. Dab mm. me up. Yeah. Doing caviar dabs. <laughs> It's really good. Wow. It is, it is, right? The best that BevMo had to offer. <laughs> You're a BevMo that's, gal? That's the top shelf stuff. No, I actually like going to this other place um, called Wine and Spirits in, in Sherman Oaks. I'm, a, to they I'm have, a total wine boy. They have, I mean, I love wine. Don't get me wrong. And I do go to BevMo. But Bevmo is not the only place that you can buy specialty booze. No, it's not. I was talking about total wine. You think it's candy, but it's not. You guys been to total wine? Yeah, it's incredible for a chain. It's at like they have so much. Like I spent an hour with the sommelier there, which they have a sommelier. They have a sommelier. Yeah, at Total Wine. Nice. And he uh, he talked me off the ledge on a couple different things. Mm. That's good. You always need somebody around to talk you off the ledge, right, Anthony? Oh yeah. Uh, I just I need somebody to to curate my wine selection before I go crazy. Mm -hmm. Totally exactly. insane. Before you get dressed for a party. Yep. So we've been drinking this for a bit, but we haven't toasted yet. Oh, Everyone, oh cheers. cheers. We need a caviar cheers. cheers. Uh, yeah, we did. Caviar cheers. <laughs> caviar cheers. This right. is great, by the way. So Why do you think so? There, there are more ingredients in case you need a second one, because I know how you like your drinks. Your boy does want a second <laughs> one. Well, I, I kind of, this is a new project for you. It's just getting off the ground. We got one song released. We got another one coming out right now. And fans pretty much know you from mating ritual at this point and what made you decide now is the time to strike out on your own well it's funny mating ritual actually started as a solo project too because mm -hmm. uh, i had a band before that called pacific air i love pacific air thank you but I, we're I, not obsessed with you but we're obsessed with you i'm okay. just kidding we're not that's creepy She's well, obsessed with it's you. It's really I'm... warm in here, so. <laughs> I've been, the caviar is getting to me. You're right, it is hot in here. Uh, no, so I started, when I started Mating Ritual, it was a solo project, but I love working with my brother. Uh, we live together, we spend probably too much time together, and so eventually it just made sense that he came in, because we weren't going to go back to Pacific Air. We had a weird thing with our label. So we're like, let's just do this again, but under the name Mating Ritual, so it's, since it's already working, and... We did a last tour together uh, under Mating Ritual. It's not Mating Ritual's not done, but the last tour we did together, uh, I don't know, it didn't go well. We 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 had the major mental health crisis on that for us, and so we just took a step back and we realized it's it's not we we him and I are totally cool, but we are together too much. We work together too much, and like we've been we've lived together almost our entire lives, and so let's not let's do our own because he has his own solo thing right now too called Sweet James. And so right. we're both just, we're still making music, but we haven't made music together even one time in a year and a half now. And so we've, we needed a break. I wanted to take a break from music altogether, but I, I don't know, I couldn't. The moment I went on a break, I just started writing more music just by myself. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of where this came from. And I was lucky enough that my buddy Chris, who I did Pacific Air's album with back in New York in 2011, he lives in London now. He was just like, come eat with me because we like food. And it turned in we it turned into a, a, a two week food tour into a two month album. So <laughs> we love that. We love a good good food tour. Mm -hmm. I need to go on one of those soon. London's underrated for food, by the way. Really? All I've heard is that the food's terrible. Fish and chips sucks. <laughs> English food is terrible, Anthony. But you got other stuff there. Also, I hear the Indian food is incredible. Out of control. Mm -hmm. It's like Mexican food here. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, we gotta go. Yeah. This is our next trip. Yep. So what would you say categorizes the music you're making now as different from that that you made with your brother? This is more based in nostalgia and what I, makes me feel comfortable. Because I was living alone when I wrote it. I lived alone for 
a year and a half during the pandemic. And when I mean alone, I mean like my my, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. He's fine now. Uh, and my mom was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. She's also fine, but she's going to have that forever. So I couldn't see anybody for fear of getting COVID and killing my parents. Mm, and right. my, my brother lived with his partner at the time. And so I was alone. Like the closest I got to people was like a delivery person dropping off a meal for a long, long time. And it really fucked me up for a bit. Uh, and so I ended up writing, I try to not write music that sounds like what I listen to, like what I grew up listening to, which was the Smiths and New Order and New Age music, because I didn't want to, you know, hate the music that I love right? or get tired of it. I didn't really like, I felt like I didn't really have a choice with this one. It's just kind of what came out of me. So it's, it's way more 80s than Mating Ritual was. It's way more guitar driven and more, not storytelling, but uh, personal in a way that I'm pretty open about stuff on it mm, that's awesome are you gonna i mean this may be too soon to to ask but are you planning on touring this album when it comes out yeah we just haven't announced it yet okay we're not going to announce it now unless you want to announce it now i can't yet okay you can't drew cut that yeah no no, no we, i am doing it's fine you can i'm doing a tour i just we're still uh dotting some eyes on contracts so uh certain dates can change and i don't want to you know Mm-hmm. Well, get ready for fall 2023 or four or five. We're not sure yet. One of those. One of those. It's gonna. It's gonna come one day, and yeah. we'll we'll be here for you when it does. Mm-hmm. And you were talking a little bit about discovering like your own identity through songwriting by yourself. And I was just want to know, like, is there anything in particular that you discovered about you as opposed to like what you thought about yourself when you were purely writing music as a duo, like as a person or as a musician? Yes. Uh, let's do both. I didn't really learn that much as a person um, through the songwriting process. It's more about me exercising things that I already thought about and so uh, and getting it out so that I can move on. And a lot of that is that I am a little bit I'm not I'm not neurotic. That's not that's not it. But I tend to be cyclical and obsess mm. over certain things and whether it's oh fuck caviar yeah uh, caitlin just keeps putting caviar on my hand i'm gonna smell so fishy when this is done my life is really difficult thanks for the caviar <laughs> you're welcome i i'm here to make everybody feel better that is nice but later i'm gonna have toxic behavior so watch out that's fair oh uh, yeah so i didn't like this is more about like exercising some of my ideas about myself that i already had whether they're true or not um but musically what I was really excited is I've never found myself to be a very good guitarist. I'm more, I think I'm better at other instruments, but this one I was, I, I got really, once I decided I was going to do a Smithsy kind of vibe, I dove in and like I went, like I do with everything, I dive all in and I learned everything I possibly could. And I knew enough about them, but like I went into like individual interviews about playing styles and how they, like every part of their songs are formed and how Johnny Marr thinks about things. And I, I love Morrissey as a lyricist. Sometimes you have to get into the mind. I, I like of, that you had the, to. Yeah. You have to get into the mind of the um, the what? Yes, of your muse. No, of uh, <laughs> of the uh, psychopath. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was also gonna make a Morrissey joke. Yeah. Yeah. You just you, you need you need to get into the mind of a psychopath if you're gonna be like a psychopath. I make no comment on his actual. <laughs> reality as a human <laughs> but i think he's a really good songwriter <laughs> but no i'm a johnny marr fan more mm -hmm. and what johnny said in one of his interviews which i thought it really opened up my guitar playing was he's like i am not really that different from the way bob dylan plays guitar i'm a folk guitarist i just put chorus and reverb on it mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit that's kind of what i do because i play a lot of chords and i like a lot of i pull melody out of chords and i'm not so much like a soloist or anything like that right and so when i when that when that opened up for me it completely opened up my playing style on this record and kind of informed it like I, it wasn't once i heard that i no longer went after like sounding like the smiths because i didn't want to do that anyway it's just you know but that opened up an angle for me i can do my folk-esque guitar over tight rhythms and like synthy glassy 80s shit right i was just when what? you were talking about like I'm not a good guitar player. I thought about that interview that Rick Rubin just did where he's like, I have no talent. I could barely play the guitar. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. He's probably right about that. Actually, and I think that's that's something that I like to bring up a lot is like there's so many facets to being an artist and especially a musician. You know, there's millions of instruments in the world. And also there's millions of facets to the music industry. You know, just creating music isn't 
really what's going to get you out there or get you famous or get you to be the rock star person. And I, I think it's interesting that, you know, to find out like your talents lie in certain areas and not others. And what, besides, you know, finding out about the guitar thing, what are those areas that you really excel at? Yeah, I think my opinion on that is making good music is a baseline for success. You can't, you have to be competent, more than competent at your art to even make it. But no, there are thousands, millions of competent musicians out there who make good songs who you're never going to hear of because they don't have the je ne sais quoi or they don't... They don't have the team of people behind them, backing them, or the people pushing that, their work either. A little bit, but we I will say that's less important now than it was in the past. There is, like, look at TikTok. There are so many people out there who have no teams of people mm-hmm. who, because they, ha- they, they strike a chord with somebody... But they have it, TikTok. Okay, well, uh, yes, you're right. If that's if you consider TikTok a team of people, then sure. I mean, but you, you can't you can't get it's a somewhere. Giant, it's a you giant can't get somewhere table. with absolutely no one. You oh, know what I mean? You can't get from rock bottom to somewhere. But okay, without so, but anybody. it's rolling the dice. Like, where I disagree, yeah. But where I disagree with you is TikTok is for everybody. Like everyone has the same access to TikTok. When you yeah. when I think of having people on you, you have people hired on your team that aren't that like they have to discover you and. Or you have to convince them, and you're paying them. No one's right. paying TikTok. It's 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 available to everybody. It's more of like a service at this point. Yeah, and I so agree. When you, if you can make it on there, yeah, if you can make it on TikTok or and I hate TikTok. Like TikTok is a weird weird way that music's going. But like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't hate TikTok, but you just said you hate it. You know what I mean? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that TikTok is where music's going. TikTok itself is fine. Absolutely. What what about it? has affected you you and how you are working in the music industry well when i when i was coming up in music like 2007 2008 which in my mind feels like it was not long ago but in six, it wasn't six, it was like six months ago yeah jesus six, christ yeah six yeah. months going on yeah. 16 years yeah and was it's it like really 16 years okay continue yeah. sorry i graduated I, I signed to columbia uh, when, right when I graduated high school and that was 16 years ago <laughs> and, and back then like if you spent, it was all MySpace, and if you spent yep. time on MySpace and posted photos of yourself, your own team, like my team on Columbia was like, hey, stop posting so much. It looks like you have nothing to do. Like, we want uh-huh. you, we want, we want a mysterious rock star. And like, it was more about creating music and having sound bites on radio and or interviews here and there and not about being so public facing. That's it, smart. Keep, keep the mystery alive, y'all. I love it, but that you can't do that anymore. Like Mm-mm. it's like you you just can't. Like nobody wants it. Even people like Jay Paul who've done a pretty good job, he's out of the limelight. Like most people, like you didn't even know he, he had new songs out because he I doesn't. I mean, what about Orville Peck or like Sia? But those people always, that he's hide their face there. and literally but, don't. But he's show. everywhere. But he's hiding so your face public. is different. I, like just because you hide your face doesn't mean you're constantly creating content that you're always in the public sphere. Like, I mean, like take like putting out music and then taking a step back. And mm-hmm. letting the music speak for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. That doesn't really happen anymore in a, in a meaningful way, which I think is sad. But also, I get it. Like, I'm okay mm-hmm. with the way things have gone. I'm not like an old man yelling at a cloud. Like, I get it. Like, people like content. It's just a little disheartening that if I'm not creating content, the music won't live in the same way it once right. did. Time Time is a construct, but it's a very... Very annoying one, but but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, um, yeah. Jake Scott was talking to us about this, about how like the media cycle is so short now that you have to be putting out a song like every month, or mm-hmm. people are going to forget about you. And he did that for a bit, and I think that's like kind of what helped him a little bit. But it is a little disheartening that like the music can't stand on its own anymore. It's it's just so loud. Yeah, there's so much going on, and obviously there are songs that break that mold that you're going to have. But I mean. Those are the songs that have the massive teams behind them. It's mm. the, you know, blinding lights and things oh, like yeah. that. Like the songs that live for year plus. Oh my goodness, more caviar. We got to finish this caviar. Kalen got Daddy gets his so caviar. much of it. Mm, make my hand fishy. I got one jar. Mm. Mm. But fishy. one jar could honestly be passed around an entire dinner party of people. We can put them on little crackers with uh, with some creme fraiche. Anthony, you, you don't need crackers the... or creme fraiche. You could just eat it straight off your hand. Have you guys ever done the David Chang fried chicken and caviar thing? No. It's no. so good. We're not regular caviar drink uh, eaters like it seems. Sure. It does. I, just had I to, do like, get that vibe. I just had to like up the bougie level for you. Thank you. I'm glad that I bring that out of people. Mm. You know? 
So yes, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Kale or about your the drink, Kalen, because this is very sweet and delicious. And what do you think about what we've seen from Ryan Ritual that really speaks to you about uh, a gin fizz with caviar? Well, I mean, for the fact that you think this is sweet is kind of hilarious. Doesn't it reads as like that kind of tart to me? It's more tart and sweet sour. And tart. But Anthony has this like threshold for yum, sweetness yum, yum. that is so sensitive. I agree though that like. Even even like just having the orange zest in the top, it That's kind sweet. of gives like this sort of essence of sweetness that you're, you know, not not necessarily used to. And I think that part of it was because, you know, the artist that we have on hand does like the more sour leaning tar- things. I'm but also, boy. you know, when you consider what I put in here, you know, I put an egg. Yeah. Egg, you know, egg is is has so many different meanings. Full on egg or egg white? Egg white. It's not a... She put mayonnaise in there. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a golden fizz. Wait, is that a real thing where you put in the yolk and it's called a golden fizz? Yeah. I didn't know this. There's a lot of different ways that that. fizzes are made. And I mean, the original, quote unquote original, actually has cream in it. Um, And it's got uh, orange blossom water in it. And so I took some of those notes because, you know, you don't always have to create the same classic thing that someone always already did. And I wanted it to feel a little bit more reminiscent of kind of how I how I feel towards the music. It's like there's this this idea that you had of, you know, I, I mean, we all went through the pandemic. Uh, there are things that even today I'm still missing out on. Yeah things that I love doing, things that I was so passionate about, things that I was driven towards that are just kind of gone. And it's sort of this like rebirth into something different. And I think like having a cocktail that has like those sour notes, it's like, it is bittersweet. Yeah, It is kind of interesting that, you know, we make it to this point and we're still here and we're still doing new things and we're still creating things. But I do still miss those, those things from before, even though I'm having this new yeah change and, and rebirth into a new era and one of these days we won't talk about the pandemic on an episode it'll happen it will <laughs> one day what? but also one, one thing day. one thing you said that i really liked it, in a sonic sense is this is like this is a fizz but it's not you didn't want to just do what people had done before just like i and i know i've said the smiths a lot today but like not just the smiths let's take new order let's take felt let's take OMD, let's take mm-hmm. a button. Any, so many man, I really pulled from like late 70s, early 80s Manchester. Mm-hmm. I tried to look at that world, but I didn't want to recreate it. Yeah. Like I wanted to create a, a new fizz. Yeah. A mm-hmm. golden Something... fizz. <laughs> Are we going to change the title of the album to Golden Fizz? Sure, why not? Actually, that seems like more just of a mating ritual gold, album. Just don't call it Golden Shower. Or do. Why not? <laughs> do, you that do you. Nice. Also, <laughs> I wanted to just make sure everyone knows. I, I'm not saying with this record that I am had a unique experience. People had it so much worse than I do. It's just me funneling the only experience I actually had your worst out there. Your worst is your worst. Yeah. Everybody has their rock bottom. And I think that for anybody speaking about their experience during the pandemic, you know, we, we all experienced something and everybody had the worst time and there were some people that got through it easier than others but at the end of the day we are all individuals experiencing things through our own lens and if you get through something that's that challenging and can make it out you're still going to be a very different person than you were before sure yeah i was at this bougie ass bar last night and another musician who i've known for a while and i like i don't know why but he brought up the pandemic he's like why it wasn't it does anyone miss it? Because that was the best time of my life. And everyone knows that guy. Did everybody literally just say, fuck you? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a dog just happy to have his own owner's home all the time? Right? Yeah. I think that's how that's how my dog feels about the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. My cats definitely are pretty needy now. Mm. I have way too many cats, by the way. Are you a cat lady? No, unfortunately. I have breakup cats. No. Uh, no um, more? Yeah, fine. Sounds good. Well, By the way, kinda... I yelled no, not at cat lady, at the more caviar that's being insisted. I'll you have you one can never more have too caviar. much caviar. That's I actually think... not true. We're about to find out. Mm. If you get if you get uh, mercury poisoning, don't come back to our bar. Ever I don't think you can, get cat... can you get mercury poisoning from caviar? I don't know what you get mercury poisoning from. Tuna. Mm. And eating thermometers. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll do it. Well, we're kind of coming up to the end of the interview portion, but there's one question I want to ask of everybody here. 
we're talking about losing passion during the pandemic. So sure. we're coming out of it. We're, I mean, things are pretty much quote back to normal as much as they can be. I think like, you know, the way that things got back to normal after everything changed after nine 11, I brought up nine 11. Now we got the trifecta. Nice. But God damn it. what's the third one? Uh, the global Benghazi. Uh, Benghazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have them all. But uh, one thing I want to ask is, what is one thing that you're rediscovering your passion for now that we're coming out of the pandemic? Rediscovering, uh, I think, just being around people a lot. And I know it's been a while, so this is something that was rediscovered. Now I'm back. I'm basically back to normal. It took a while for me to reintegrate and like actually want to see people more than one day at a time. Like I'd see people and be like, okay, that's enough. My social capital was real low. Like the moment I'd go out, I feel like I'd spend everything in one evening and I'd be burnt out. And mm. now I can go I'm back to normal where I see people almost Did every day. You have day. to like wean yourself into it. Like yeah. tonight I'll see two people and then next week I'll see three people. Actually, yeah. That's, That's a good smart. way to do it. I had like a schedule where I was like, okay. And I didn't view it as people, but as experiences. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to have one experience this week. I'm going to have two maybe that i didn't enjoy that maybe go back to one for a little bit and stuff like that that's smart but now i'm back to you know whatever being a human do what you want for me it's eye contact i oh, was sure. really uncomfortable making oh there you are there's your eyes uh, i was really uncomfortable <laughs> with making eye contact coming out of the pandemic i was just kind of like looking down at the ground a lot i'm like going so into it people. your eye contact wasn't great either anthony but it got worse <laughs> it really got worse <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure where you were looking. I thought you turned into a pug. <laughs> yeah, Do pugs, pugs don't look at people's eyes. Pugs look in two pugs, different directions pugs at once. Pugs have eyes that are so big and so far apart. How the fuck can you tell what you're looking, what they're looking? Oh my at? gosh, I saw this meme that shows like the Tom Holland Spider Man like with his mask on. Yeah, and then it like like it shows where his eyes would be if he, and they're just like <laughs> way on the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> like if he could see out through those like little. Little eyes. There was a really shitty movie that I watched not long ago about like this kid that worked for like a, a theme park or something like that during his spring break. And it was I think his little brother had a lazy eye or was cross eyed. And like almost every other scene that the kid was in, the mom was like, I can't tell what you're looking at. Just Jesus. point. <laughs> wow. She got real Mother intense. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kaylin, what is something you've rediscovered your passion for? It's hard to say. Like there's there's a lot of things that I I put down in the last year even. And I don't think it was the pandemic that really did it for me that made me put those things down. I think that I really leaned into my painting and into my trying to keep my career alive. And now I'm sort of looking at like, okay, maybe, you know, I've got all these friends that I accumulated during the pandemic and those people are special to me and maybe that's what mm. it is maybe it's it's more excitement for the friendships that i've formed that feel more authentic and better than the ones right. that i had going into all of it the ones that i found out really weren't as there for me or supportive i mean when you're when you're going through crisis after crisis in the middle of a, a situation when you can't actually reach out to people or be there in person it's incredibly hard and i've also found that I need to be better about my boundaries and keep if if that means keeping people out of my life because they don't respect my boundaries then so be it. Yeah, I think that's something that's like I think not to make it about me again. It is about you. That you're we're, the we're, guest. you're our guest, so guest of honor. Thanks. It's your fans who are listening to the episode right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't actually have fans. We that's just not we true. just, have like we just one piggyback guy in on Ohio yours. who's like Love the episode. Yeah, we, we just guy. piggyback on all of our artists' fans. I love that. <laughs> that's a real, it's a good business model. Riding off the coattails of others is what we do best. But I think what you said, I I, I agree with, and I, I don't think I rediscovered it. It's something that I discovered after. I just take out the re on that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not that I didn't have a lot of friends before or a wide social circle, but I dated somebody. I dated people almost ex like in a row. From when I was sixteen to thirty, like a serial monogamist. Yeah, I would only I would only be single for like a month. I'm, I think I'm good on the caviar, Kalen. I'm done with the caviar. This is my last one. I swear to God. <laughs> but yeah, we must sound just like so bougie. We're on our like Jeff Bezos yacht that fits inside another yacht, right in Panorama City, baby. In Panorama City. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, I, but I, I dated somebody, like different people, but like 
one after another. And I only really had like four relationships, but they're all three or four years long. Mm. Consecutive one <laughs> after the other is, is kind of how my parents did it yeah. too. And it was fun. I didn't, I, I'm not complaining about that, but it also like when you're, you know, when you're in a, like a monogamous relationship with somebody, you're, you know, you hang out with them a lot and your circle isn't huge. And then I broke, we broke up right, my last girlfriend, we broke up right before the pandemic. And I'm like, I'm going to try single life. And then the pandemic hit. And it's like, yep, you're going to try it, man. You're going to, you're going to really you're gonna, try You're going to do it. And then when I came back out, I was like, wow, I spent so much time in relationships. I don't want to do that for a while. And so I've just like been actively not doing that. And my circle of friends is tenfold. I hang out with more people now than I ever that's, have. That's the key, man. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I've had the same problem. I've been a serial monogamous my entire life, but like, like, let me pause. I think that <laughs> society and media kind of romanticize only romantic relationships. Sure, and yeah. because of that, we think that those are what's important. But you can have like a, a platonic friendship that is like more deeply intimate than like one that you share with like a partner that you live with. You Absolutely. can hook up with platonic friendships too. And that's Yeah, fun. you can also hook up, but you don't have to. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Sometimes not hooking up is the sexiest thing. It's great. Yeah. Sometimes when you it. do eventually hook up, it is disappointing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's the uh, that that's that's the sitcom uh, pitfall, yeah. which is like you're you as a writer are building up the sexual tension between these two characters for four seasons, and then when they finally hook up, you know, like you have a huge viewership drop off. Yeah, absolutely. No yep. Yeah, I recently I recently met somebody and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so great. We we went on one date <laughs> and I was like, OK, we're not going to we're not going to do anything physical. It's going to be fine. And then the moment we do, I'm like, oh, does he listen to the show? What up, Ohio guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just like, oh, this is sad. All right. This is t- we're going to we're going to transition now. Kayla. Um, who's ready for a game? Yeah. Do, do we need do we need a drink refill first? Drink, yeah. Yeah, let's let's I refill need some more drink. hair of the dog. Okay. Because he, he's got hangover. Oh, yeah, I was up till four. Oh, damn. Why was everyone up till four today? Yeah, I'm good. Not part of the show. I got to drive later. I'm going to... No, no more caviar, Kaylin. All right, let's I play a game I will continue with the caviar because I can never have too much. Let's play a game of hashtag mood. Who's ready? Yeah. Hey. Never gets old, that hashtag mood theme song. Thank you so much, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty, for gifting us that. What is hashtag mood, you ask? It is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do is head on over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox. We're fans of the show, fans of Ryan Ritual, fans of another band that we completely forgot about, have sent us moods. These are things that are on their mind, things that they think would make a really fun and funny playlist. We're going to take one of those or two of those and we're going to turn them into an awesome playlist for that fan. So I got a few. Um, Who would like to hear one? I mean, yeah. Give it to me. So these ones are pretty simple, but we're going to start with one because we're about to move into summer. It's Campfire Nights. Oh. What is a song for Campfire Nights? I have a playlist not called Campfire Nights, but called Desert Golden Hour, which I'm going to say is about the same thing. Because I have a, a fire out there. Uh, I like, uh, have you guys heard of the band Purr? Two R's? I have not. Tell uh, me about it. Uh, I don't know anything about them. They're a new band. They used, they, they, it's just a duo, a male-female duo. Uh, and they have this song called Many Days, which is a beautiful song. And the end of it has maybe the most sublime 30 seconds of music I've heard and come out Ooh. in the past year and a half. And it's perfect for either sunset or you're in the like, campfire evening times. It's beautiful, beautiful song. I'm going to go with Blue Ridge Mountains by Fleet Foxes. Oh, that's a really, really that's good nice. one. Because I, I mean, I haven't listened to them in a minute. They came out with some new stuff over the years and like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I love, I love their older stuff. And, you know, 2008 was a good year for me. Yeah. I wasn't quite out of high school yet. 
How many songs do we do on this list? We can each do two because there's only three of us today. So I want to add Wayfaring Stranger from the Cold Mountain soundtrack yeah. by Jack White. That's a really good one for me. And then I had another one um, that I think was more like, oh my gosh, why can I only keep like one thing in my mind at a time? It's <laughs> it's crazy. I don't... Um, oh, yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead? I'll I come do, back to me. I want to do Blue Comanche by Westerman. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the Western man is this dude out of South London and he makes music that sounds kind of like, like Arthur Russell, but without the cello and like a, such a beautiful modern mm-hmm. twist on it. It's another like haunting kind of song. It's, it's not, it's really beautiful and kind of melancholic, but it's beautiful for that nighttime reflection time reflection zone. Ooh, my other one. I remember it now. This is when the fire has come down to embers and things are either getting sleepy or maybe a little sensual. It is the song Nothing Fucks With My Baby by Hozier. Nice. Mm, yep. We are all very excited for that album. Is there a new Hozier album coming? Oh, yes. He just released three new songs that are all amazing. I'm I'm out of touch. It's okay. But I'll listen to him. <clears throat> He's so, very good. So I'm also going to add Shot in the Dark by Shadowboxers. Uh, when I was young, I maybe was no more than like... 10 years old, my family took a little camping trip to Lake Elsinore. At the time, we still called it Lake Smelsinore. And we were on the campsite. And and the next morning after our first night there, the we woke up to rangers like whispering at our tents to stay down because there was a shooter. Oh, you And we had this. all heard gunshots at least. This is a different a vibe of, of campfire. <laughs> yeah, this is different. <laughs> you know, campfires have a lot of different vibes anthony <laughs> I are, are you done with your like... story yeah that was it sorry <laughs> okay i should have said finn that is amazing i've never thought of campfire as i mean i've never been in a situation where i view it as like a firefight but i would hope that most people wouldn't it's scary and you don't forget that fear of like not knowing if you're safe or not yeah and i'm not laughing at the uh the event i'm laughing at the wordplay you're laughing with us not at us Uh, at you oh shit but from wordplay's perspective (laughs) well this mood came to us on instagram from at neblinoso so thank you so much we have another one who wants to do one more i mean sure i like this one because we're all coming out of the pandemic and we're feeling pretty restless and at sandy underscore stoppy said restless simple enough a restless playlist. I already have one for this. Go for I want to go with Real Super Dark by Waterparks because we've been on a Waterparks kick because of the event and because of hanging out with Austin. I'm going to go Washed Out Blues by Washed Out. Oh, sorry, Burnout. Nice. Sorry, Burnout Blues. Oh, yeah. washed My out. brain. I'm going to go That Summer Feeling by Jonathan Richmond. Mm, that's a good one. Oh, God, I have so many like anxious songs on my playlist. So I have a lot of breakup songs lately. Mm. I also want to do Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, which is a super creepy song. But it's... I re- oh. Is it is it Lolita creepier than the, than the one from uh, Sound of Music? I am 16 going on 17. No, it's not that creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's that Little creepy. Little is. No, this is... Uh, but I'm, I'm specifically going to go with the... Not the uh, Neil Diamond version. I want to go with the Urge Overkill version, which is mm. in that scene in Kill Bill. Or no, in Pulp Fiction, where she's dancing around, she overdoses on heroin. Yep. Ah, yeah. Man, classics. Classics from our youth. Mm. Okay, my, my second song is going to be Nails, uh, Nails from the Back by Stand Atlantic, because that whole album is about creeping anxiety during the pandemic. Um, and yeah... What is the what is the line from that, Kaylin? I, I bite my nails from the back or something like that. How how would I know? Because you were really into that song. <laughs> yeah, my recall is apparently fading with all of this uh, egg in my system. All right, so yeah, th- that's my other song. I'm gonna go Lexapro by Jack Price. Oh yeah, that one's on our YBLT playlist right now. It's a very good one. It is. I put it there. <laughs> I fucking love I'm it. letting I the listeners it. know the ones who maybe don't have the playlist saved which you absolutely should save it save it how do we feel about these playlists anyone want to add another one kinda uh, but there's, I have a lot restless is kind of my vibe uh, let's go with wretched lie by the tubs 
They're a brand new band out of South London. They've only been around like, I think, six months. Wow. But they just put out a, a, a really good debut album that sounds a lot like Felt. And they, they use like all the recording techniques of the 80s for it. So it's some pretty interesting shit. And Wretched Lie is just, it's so restless and moving and it's driving and it's like got this beautiful, like, I don't know, his voice is so weird in oh, a really listen. cool way. Mm. Like it's very... Oh, it's kind of off-putting. All of it's a little off-putting, but it's great. Perfect. Chocolate pudding or tapioca? I'm not doing this wordplay thing again. (laughs) (laughs) We've had y'all are on your second drinks. Shit. Anthony's now on water, and it's not Topo Chico for once. It's because we're out of Topo Chico. He's rescinded his Mm. Topo Chico uh, embargo. Embargo. Yeah. Mm. I now just have fully stocked the shelf with the Trader Joe's sparkling water, which is so far inferior. Which, Absolutely. So he can't put his his special shit in there. Anymore. That doesn't that those, that doesn't keep its bubbles at all. You open it 20 minutes later, it's gone. Yeah. That's you why can, I drink the entire bottle when I open one. That's fair. But with Topo, let's say you don't want to drink an entire bottle. You just leave it open. It'll be bubbly the next day. So you're one of those people. I'm an we I, are both. <laughs> We are two of those people. I am an those ad- people walking that advertisement for Topo. You literally leave a half-drank drink around? No, no, I never... No, um, no fallen soldiers in my house. No See, fallen. that's what I'm saying. So then why do you need to worry about it going flat? Because sometimes I forget. <laughs> so you are one of those people that no. starts a drink and doesn't finish it. Not if I can help it. Well, All right, I get it. Would you look at that? <laughs> They're ringing the bell. Oh, last It's last call. call. Damn. It's time... <laughs> Ham. Ham. I'm not on the play. I'm not on the uh, the soundboard anymore. Here it is. Ham. There. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. But before we go, Ryan, is there anything you would like to plug about you, about your project, about anything going on? Sure. This is coming out closer to June second. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then I'll talk about my new album, which is called The Weight of Love, but it's not about love. <laughs> um. It is and it isn't. I'm just joking. Uh, it's called The Weight <laughs> of Love. It's going to come out September fifteenth. Uh, I'm going to be doing tours. I have a bunch of stuff planned. I have a cookbook planned <gasps> that'll be coming out with it. Uh, vinyl should be on sale this week. Um, pre order should be. And I'm going to do all my cookbooks will come with the vinyl. And, and you're so, going to gonna bring us a set of them yeah, signed. And, of course. And Why would I not? Sealed and delivered. Just signed. <laughs> There'll be loose leaf everywhere. Just throw it on our throw it on our doorstep and yeah, we'll, we'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it. I'll just chuck it at the picture of the guy who just breaks get in a, here. Get a catapult and just fling it at the building. A trebuchet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, so that'll that. be happening. I have a tour coming out in the fall that I'll be doing in the fall. Um, I just It's a new project for me, so everything is brand new. And I'll just be kind of doing the thing where new songs will be coming out. I have a lot of fun collaborations that... I can't talk about yet, but we're excited to hear about it when it happens. Oh yeah. And you know, thank you once again for being here for the second time. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a third and a fourth because Kaylin bought so much caviar. I'm not eating it. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's she's going to be soloing on a hundred dollars of caviar. It's not, it wasn't that, I'm not that reckless. Oh, it was Trader Joe's. No. Where'd you say? Oh yes. Uh, Bevmo. Yeah. It, it was smart and final. Nice. <laughs> Grocery I actually, outlet. I actually, actually got it at John's, not Vaughn's. Oh, yeah. John's. Where they, where they literally, the well, they, where they literally half the prices because the expiration date is coming up so soon. Mm, that's nice. So you gotta if you, love it. If y'all end up with Salmonella, call call our our bouncer. Um, I don't remember his name, but we hired him a number of years ago, and he sometimes shows up. Okay. He's wearing his sunglasses at night. Man after, I guess, my heart. <laughs> Or your boy who liked that song. True. Well, thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please follow the show and Atwood on every platform. And also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your pods. It helps us out so, so much. Um, And if you can go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau and researched by Lily Eason. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend and our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers, everyone. Cheers.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.